Today on The Breakdown, there's five players left in the World Series of Poker main event in 2019. Crowd favorite Gary Gates is in this hand, and he's up against who will become the eventual world champion, Hussein Ensign. And they play a hand that really struck both me and Grant when we were watching it, like right away. We're like, whoa. And we actually, I think we only got maybe one or two suggestions for this hand, but still, we are excited to talk about it because both these players make pretty cool plays in this hand that I really like. And at least one that is surprising, at least. So we're really, really looking forward to talking about this right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. I was wondering, even as I said it, Hossein like, Ensign. Uh, Hossein, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, I can see now I'm looking at his name, Hossein Ensign. I can't believe you. He's German. Yeah, he is German. Uh, and, you know, before this main event went, he was already kind of a guy. You know, he'd had he some success. He'd won an EPT for 754,000 euros, the 2015 Prague EPT main event. He'd had a third place in a Poker Stars Championship high roller event in 2017, December, mm-hmm. for 242,000 euros. You know, he's a legit guy, 184,000 in a $1,500 World Series circuit main He event. won. Which he won? Yeah. I mean, no, he, he was already a guy, for sure. Now, he, he's interesting in that he, I think he, overall he plays well, but he also is clearly not, like, elite. There's, like, a yeah. few things he does where you're like, uh, I don't know about that. You know, uh, Haralbus <laughs> Vulgaris is not a fan of his game. You know, like, oh, is, uh, yeah. You remember I, during the main event, he tweeted, like, Ensign's just a payoff wizard who's yeah. just getting lucky and eventually is going to give it away. Right. Like, he yeah. just happens to be, yeah. He was, we thought he was putting pressure on people a lot pretty effectively, but then he did one hand. I think it was a queen 10 hand. It's hard to remember where we were sort of talking him up on Twitter and someone was putting him down. It wasn't to us directly. And then he made a really bad play, I think, with queen 10. We were like, that is not, yeah, we were kind really of bad. like based on the plays we had seen so far. We're like, he's playing exploitatively and like perfectly against these players. And the guy's like, no, he's just getting lucky. And we're right. like, this guy's a jerk and an asshole. And then we saw him do a thing. And I was like, maybe that guy's the guy right. actually wrote to us. He's like, yeah, is he getting lucky now? We're like, well, we can't fight you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a little harder to know, but here's this, and this is actually, this hand's a great example of like, is this above the rim or is this maybe bad this play is, that is, works out? It's so hard. This was during the period of time where we thought for sure he was like, just understood the table really well and yeah. was explaining everybody perfectly, but it's possible Haral Bob is right and he's just yeah. a payoff wizard. Let's, I don't know. Let's look into it together. Right All right, now, so this was suggested down. only by Mark Tester. I was surprised because when we were watching this with, with Wonka and uh, Robert Brewer, yeah. uh, who are poker time guys, Wonka, more of a regular, but if you, you the, the true fans of poker guys know Robert Brewer. Yeah, they know Brewer. Um, and we all were like, wow, that hand was amazing. Yeah. And we were very surprised not to get a bunch of suggestions for it right away. I thought we were going to be flooded. Yeah. We were not. Instead, that didn't happen. We were very just, disappointed in all of you. Well, it looks like Australia's winning now because Mark Testard is from Australia and he suggested it. Yep. So how do you feel about Australia now? All Lovie? the best all the best suggestors seem to be from Australia. That's true. Ben Page is ben from Page. Australia. Brian with a Y. He was from Australia? I don't know. I just said that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Yeah. I don't think he is. I don't really know. I don't know where anyone's from. To me, you're just all not from where I am. You know you know that <laughs> I live I mean, you're not in my home. That's all I know. You know that Mark Testard's from Australia. I mean, and sure. you know he suggested this hand. I did know he suggested the hand, and he's wearing a suit in his Twitter picture, so he's probably a pretty classy guy. Because so, that's that's the measure of a man. How I classy mean, they are! It's one way to measure a man. You Another know, way, because you is, literally have to measure a man to give him a suit. Do you? 
You don't you can't have just to. give a guy a suit. You can give him off the rack suit, but I'm sure Mark Testart has a tailored suit. Well, that's, that's obviously Mark <laughs> Testart has a tailored suit. That's the difference between classy and not classy. And Mark, that's the difference between you know Mount Rushmore and not Ru- Mount Rushmore. So I hope you got that thing custom made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not just not no just chance. tailored, not just hand stitched, but hand stitched by the best. You know? Yeah, like an Italian guy. It's <laughs> 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 like an old Italian guy who's just uh. like. Just sits in the back of a shop all day. He doesn't even care if he gets paid. He's just a tailor. Do you think it's possible that we're going to listen back to these podcasts in like seven years and cringe? Not because we're like, that poker advice is so out of date, but because we're like, ooh, you can't say that anymore. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's a possibility. You might not be able to use the word Italian in seven years. I don't know. But I'm probably okay because I'm a quarter Italian, right? Yeah, you know, you're totally covered. Yeah. Your nickname for a long time in Portland was Italian Grant. That's... Absolutely untrue. That was a nickname that Batiste gave me for like half a second. I gave that to oh, you. Oh, you did? Yeah. Batiste liked it. Though. He did. That's what happened. Both of you liked it. Yeah. You were very pleased with that nickname. It was fu- it's funny because I'm a quarter Italian. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make any it's sense. It's like Armenian Mike. You're Italian Grant. It's really Ron. Italian Grant. Yeah. I'm just, as, I'm just as much of a jerk as Armenian Mike, I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Really uh, unfiltered today, huh? I mean, he's like one of the scammiest players. You're putting Armenian Mike on blast. Do you think Armenian Mike is, you know, above reproach? I think Armenian Mike is misunderstood. Oh, yeah. That one thing he did was misunderstood for sure. <laughs> he thought it was a joke. He was joking when he went all in. Oh, yeah. He was totally, was a oh, joke. Of course I was joking. Give him his money back. $10,000. No big deal. snap calls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. thank you, Mark, for the suggestion. Good we, job. We uh, were proud of you and disappointed in everybody else. That's I what I said. Is the best way to put it. I'm more disappointed in everyone else than I am proud of Mark. I feel like this was a That's layup. That's because you're all about the negative stuff. This Why don't you be layup. equally proud of Mark as you are disappointed? In because that would imply that this was something to achieve. Mark saw, you know, Mark just took the, the, the cracker that was in front of him and ate it. And good job on you for that. But like, are we now giving out kudos for every little step a baby takes? Like, what the hell, man? I mean, I think a lot of parents are doing that. <laughs> they yeah. actually are. And you know what? It's great. The encouragement is great. <laughs> so what should you say to Mark? Mark, you're doing great. Mark, good job with the suggestion. We're glad someone suggested it. Of course, Mark did this on Twitter. Uh, he could not include a YouTube link or a timestamp, of course, because it was the World Series Poker Main event and suggested it during that. But if you're going to suggest a hand, usually it's on YouTube. We'd prefer that you include a YouTube link with a timestamp. If it's on Poker Go, just tell us when in the Poker Go thing it happens and we can fit. I mean, Mark could have recorded it, put it on YouTube and then timestamped it. I'm just saying. Before seems they like, took it down. It seems like a bit much. Mark, maybe I'm not so proud of you. Wow. You're tough. You're pretty tough. This is how you f- push them to achieve more. I don't know. I mean, that's one theory. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to the hand. Okay. We have five remaining in the World Series of Poker main event. It is a very exciting time in poker. The most exciting time in poker, I would argue. Uh, you know what? I'm with you. All right. Most exciting time in poker. And I actually think around five remaining in the main event is my favorite time. Like, usually when it gets to heads up, it gets a little boring, even though that's yeah. like when the big money's going to happen. And it it's is really cool. Almost always boring. Yeah. Um, so, Ensign has been, you know, playing out of his mind, at least by results. And if you could talk yourself into, like we did, that he's just like reading everything perfectly. Yeah. That's the current landscape. Gary Gates is second in chips here. Um, Ensign started the hand with a whole buttload of chips. He was the chip leader. He was the chip leader. Uh, I don't even have how many chips he had, but really? because I was just getting Gary Gates chips for some reason. Well, I, that's the effective stack. Anyway. Yeah, I think Ensign had something like 250 million and Gates has 151 million here. OK, and the that blind, sounds about right. The big blind is 1.6 million. OK, and uh, with five left, of course, and Gates is going to open to 3.5 million on the button with Ace of Diamonds, 10 of Clubs. 
great. Couldn't be more standard. Good job, Gary Gates. Yeah. By the way, a little background on Gary Gates for those who don't know. He's uh, definitely an amateur, but talented amateur, I guess, is the way to put it, right? Like, he knows what he's doing, sort of. He seems to know what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, who is a big like fan favorite because he worked at poker news knows all the industry guys. And now at least at the time of the main event was working at poker stars in some promotional capacity. I think he was like the uh, liaison between the players and poker stars. Right. Uh, so he knows everybody. A- everyone loves that guy, man. During the main event, the tweets were just like, Oh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Team gates, all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. From all of the like big names, the only big names who weren't rooting for him were guys who had a piece of somebody else. Right. Right. Just reasonable. Yeah. So this is a huge moment for Gary Gates. Oh here. yeah. Um, already, it's a I mean, it's moment. a huge moment for everybody, including Ensign, who already had over two million in earnings, but still, it's a big moment for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ensign's got king nine of spades in the big blind, small blind folds, and Ensign is going to call. Makes sense. Yeah, pots nine point four million heading to the flop of okay. king of diamonds, eight of clubs, five of clubs. Okay, Gates does have the ten of clubs in his hand. Yeah, so he's got two back doors, but it's not an incredible hand. Ensign's going to check. Sure. Gates, do you think you should bet this board? King, eight, five, yeah. two clubs? Yes. How much do you think you should bet? 9.4. There's 9.4 in the pot. We don't need to bet very much, especially because we have the 10 of clubs in our hand. Um, I think 3.7 million is fine. I like that sizing. Gates goes super small. I think he goes too small. How I much does he make it? 2.3 million. Wow. I feel like that's for like the deuce, deuce, jack board, not the... Not the king eight five with two clubs. I mean, even like an ace ace deuce board, that's like really good. I like that yeah. size. And where people are just like, it's like almost binary decisions from most of the time. Right. You know, like this is like this not is that too, binary. This is too small. We want to fold out some of the gut shots and stuff that are going to call now. Yeah, you know, which I feel like is a refrain I'm, I've said multiple times recently on the podcast, but it's true. You know, if there's a board with multiple gut shots, that's not a good time to size super small if you want to fold. Mm-hmm. You know, because totally. those are the hands that will fold to that. Those are the hands that actually are on the margins make right. the difference. Yeah, we'll, we'll sort of just feel obligated to call for one and a half blinds. Right. Here. Especially when you are the two chip leaders and it's like there's a lot of implied odds. Yeah. And of know. course, Gates is beating all of the gut shots, but still he'd like to fold them out. The other thing is by betting this small, we're just encouraging if we're going to get called by the gut shots now, are we going to station later if it goes check, check on the turn? Because if we're not, we're encouraging ourselves to get bluffed later too. It's like, yeah. it's just not... Not as great a situation. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a sizing mistake yeah. by Gary Gates. But okay. Either way. Whatever. He's saving money because Ensign was not folding top pair ever. Correct. Ever. Ensign calls. Yeah. Not doing anything weird yet. Nope. Everything so far seems fine. You know what is kind of weird, though? Um, I do. Okay. What, when, you get, what? when you buy a mango and you cut into it and there's like, you know, there's the pit, but then sometimes there's like little like pit shavings in the in the pulp of the mango that's not the that's not attached to the pit itself where do those come from and how does that work i am mystified they come from the growth of the pit during the growth of the mango it's not always commensurate and so at times there's a bit of a grading within the mango where the the pit growth is kind of like when you know when uh kids are growing around ages eight nine and stuff they sometimes they have aches and pains because their bones are growing growing pains yeah Yeah. so that's kind of what's going on with the pit it's getting some growing pains (laughs) and kind of like shedding a little but why, are, why, are, why, aren't the, why aren't the pieces attached to the pit? That's what I don't get. If they're, it's like they're separate. From well, because the pit. at first, make any at, sense. No, listen, hear me out before freaking out, okay? <laughs> at first, when the pieces first start to kind of like bend off of the pit, they are attached to the pit, but yeah. there's kind of a weak connection there. Yeah. And as, as the mango continues to grow, the pulp of the mango grabs, effectively uh. grabs it. If you could see it in like David Attenborough slow-mo time, yeah. you could see it like slowly pull it away it's from like the It's like Pangea yeah. pulling away into the yeah, sun like You know what? Okay. 
That one's been cleared up. All right, let's continue. All right, you know what else is weird? Um, I do. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh no, no, go ahead. No, I see. Right, I, see something... I see you have an agenda here. I didn't realize that. Please. Uh, I do have an agenda. It's something that that's was a rhetorical question. It's been on my mind out. for a little while. Please. There's like 15,000 listeners to this podcast, give or take. Give or take. Yeah. Maybe more, maybe less. Probably less. <laughs> Let's going to go with more. Okay. Um, <laughs> yet, there are fewer than 15,000 people who have signed up for Nitrogen Sports Poker using the link in the description yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Seems weird. Why? Because every week, we give our heart and soul to these people, these listeners. <laughs> we... Yeah. We do it twice a week, actually. We do. Not only in podcast form, but also video form. We except, also give them poker time. Except when there's I five. Feel like I, I feel like the mango pit, you know? It's like I'm shedding all of my pieces it, to, to give to the listeners, and yet we're getting, what, a 10% conversion rate on this thing? Maybe less? I don't know. I'd have to look. I mean, that's insane considering what we do for these people. Oh, wait. Can they hear me right now? They can hear oh, you. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know you wow. guys could hear me. That was really emotional. But uh, so now you know how I feel about it. And I'm kind of glad you did hear me because when you use the link in the description, it means a lot to me. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and you sign up. I for think this is, this is a new way of doing advertising that maybe hasn't been done before. The guilt. play. Yeah. Let's just guilt people. into. I guess that is I guess that's like, um, you know, give to the children. That's like the guilt play. Yeah, right? yeah, so I, I guess think, we do see that. I think it's a good angle, and I think that <laughs> they'll respond. Uh, anyway, okay. if, if, if you guys use the link in the description, you, of course, get access to exclusive Poker Guys events. Sort of uh, a begging kind of know, thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and, not uh, good. Yeah. It's, not it's a good one, look. Uh, I think it's... Well, come on. I, I, I did that pretty well. That was a good narrative. Yeah, you did it well. But I, and I want people to know, because sometimes people ask, you know, how much of this show do you... Um, do before and is it all written out do you know have you had big long discussions about the hand and the truth is it is entirely written out and that's why that we did that mango thing first right. to set up grant saying that every mango single thing. word has been <laughs> predetermined yeah we're reading off a script here pretty yeah. obviously right yeah no we've never once prepared for a show <laughs> <laughs> that is correct it has never happened it is all by the seat of our pants 100 percent of the time that's part of the glory of this anyway show. if you sign up for nitrogen there's some cool stuff going on right now surrounding the NFL or National Football League. As I like They to have say. Uh, survivor pools, which is this big contest you enter with a bunch of people where everybody every week gets to pick a team they think is going to win that week. So say I think the Cardinals are going to win week one, which probably they're not. I don't know who they're playing, but probably not. But whatever. Let's Ouch. say I think they are. Um, then I pick them. And if they win, I move on to the next week. And it goes on and on until there's only one person left standing. The cool thing is you can only pick each team once. So you can't pick the Patriots every week. You, yeah. know? you can't pick a good team every week. So you have to kind of game it out and figure it out. And in the end, the pools get pretty big because there's a lot of people in them and you can win a lot of money. Yep. By the way, you don't even have to pay if you want to play because Nitrogen is offering a free roll survivor pool where they're going to guarantee something like half a Bitcoin. We're not entirely sure yet, right? Yeah. So that'll be... Last year was half a Bitcoin. So you might as well so. get in there. Use the link when you sign up because, by the way, signing up is just a username and password and you're done. And then you can play this free roll. You can also, you know, put some Bitcoin in and play some other stuff, including our poker tournament, which you should do. Anyway, get a nitrogen. Get you some poker. You got anything else to say? Um, I don't think I do. I was going to see if I could look stuff up in time, but we're, I'm not going to get there by the time this is done. I mean, it's done. We've been over, talking so about it for too long already. It's fine. All right. So let's get back to the hand. Okay. All right. So Gates has bet $2.3 on the flop of... King, 8-5 with two clubs. He has ace-10 with the ace of clubs. We think the bet is too small. He bet into 9.4 million. Right? We agree. Bet's too uh, small. Yes, too Ensign small. Ensign has called. Pot is 14 million now. Okay. The turn is the six of clubs. This is kind of a hits a lot of stuff card here. So the board is now king, eight, five, six with two clubs? Three, three clubs. clubs now. Three Third clubs, club. Yeah. 
And we have the Ten of Clubs. As Gary Gates, okay. yes. Ensign has no clubs. He has King, Nine of Spades. Sure. So Ensign has only one option, really. It's to check, right? Feels like a check. He has a gut shot now as well. So should Gary continue betting is the question. Right. Um, he blocks clubs. That's good. I like that we block clubs. Ensign did not raise when Gary bet super small on the flop, which makes me think Ensign has fewer clubs than Gary. I agree. Um, I think it comes down to, do we think Ensign is going, is a bit of a station or not? The less of a station he is, the more we should bet, right? Like, if he's one of those guys who's like, well, I'm just not going to fold. I have, a re- I have a pair. Then we should probably check and take our free equity. Uh, but he bets so small on the yeah. flop, you know? Like, Ensign's going to have a lot of fluff in there. That is really true. And if we bet again, it's just really hard to, to call with much I mean, of his range. It is just equity denial, though, because we're not folding out a ton of better hands. Like, maybe we fold out a six at this point. I mean, we better fold out something because we were saying the gut shots all called and the six makes a pair for almost all the gut shots or brings the gut shots in, right? Not almost all of them. There's the other side of the gut shots. There's a nine and a king on the board. Okay, that's true. That's true. Um, but they could have a club in their hand, you know, and then feel obligated to call. It's close. I would, if we can't fold out one, one small pair, I don't think we should be betting. Yeah. I think we have to believe we can fold out a five and a six and stuff like that. I think that. you could probably can fold out Me those, too. those I think we size it up a bit here. We can fold out probably maybe even an eight. I wouldn't expect to fold out a king, but I only wouldn't expect to fold out like queen jack with the jack of clubs. But besides that, I think like... Yeah, I we think probably, we probably get enough folds that it's worth betting. I think, especially considering the sizing that Gary chose on the flop, he should be betting here because Ensign could have a lot of stuff. Also, there aren't that many spots now where we're going to river something that puts us in the lead and we're going to be able to get action. Right, a club comes. We're not really even going to bet, are we? Probably not. If yeah. we hit our ace, I guess we could bet, but it's hard to get action if I we're I don't ahead. think we're betting. We might ace. check it anyway, yeah. right? If we hit our 10, we're not going to bet. Like So that's a good reason to bet also. Yeah. Like, let's get some value now in case that we get called and we improve. And we also have fold equity. That sounds pretty good. Yep. So Gates agrees. Okay. About 6.5 million into 14 million. Okay. I like at least he's starting to size it up. Yeah. A it's bit. a bit bigger. He could go a bit bigger even, but this is fine. This is fine. And San has picked up the gut shot, as you said, and has top pair. Probably can't fold this hand. I don't think he's going to fold for almost any sizing. All right. Ensign calls. Yeah. So far, pretty standard. We just don't like Gates flop sizing, which is whatever. Nobody is super comfortable, but that's normal. It's a hold them hand. All right. So the pot is now 27 million. Yep. Okay. It's starting to get a little bit big-ish, but okay. Your Gates, you're like, oh, he called again. Welp. I guess I'm usually behind. <laughs> the river is where things get weird. Yeah. Here we go. This is why Mark Testart suggested this hand. The river is the 10 of spades. Yep. So Gary has made a pair of 10s. Still behind, but he made a pair of 10s. For some unknown reason that we're going to try to figure out, Hossein Ensan bets. He leads for 8.9 million into yep. 27 million. This is the beginning of the interesting river decisions. So once again, he has king nine. The flop was king eight five with two clubs. Turn was a six, which is a third club. Yeah. River is a 10 of spades. And on this card... Hossein is leading for 8.9. He's blocking, right? It's it feels, it feels terrible. It feels like he's got to be blocking. It feels like a terrible play to me. He's just like trying not to lose. He doesn't want Ace-King to bet bigger. That's I don't know what else it could be. I mean, Ace-King is definitely not going to raise, so that's good. Right. So uh, he saves money against better kings, and the question is... But Gary is completely uncapped here. Right. No, if he gets raised, he should probably fold, right? Yeah. We don't have any block, any reasonable blockers, right? I guess... Nine seven, 
sure. got there and we block that. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's not as important as clubs. No, um, not as likely either. Um, yeah, we should probably, if we're going to do this, we have to pretty much fold to a raise, which makes this not great, right? When we have a hand that has real value and plays well as a check call. And we can let him continue to bluff if he's bluffing. I mean, even a check fold sometimes, depending on the read and the Absolutely. situation. I mean, the tennis spades is not a great card. It's not. Here's one of the interesting questions, though. Like, so Ensign bets this, and he's actually up against the perfect hand to make this blocker bet against. Yeah. Like the ideal freaking hand. Like Ace 10 is a slightly worse hand. It's, it's not one pip worse, but it's basically one pip worse. Yeah. It's effectively one Let's pip worse. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like, Part of this lead has to not just be like, I want to lose the minimum against better hands. He wants to get sometimes called and win. Absolutely. So what hands is he going to do that against? I guess there could be worse kings because um, Gates opened the button, right? Yeah. So he can have like suited bad kings and stuff, which he, would he really bet the turn? Maybe. It's a maybe. Cool, that's a maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Especially if he thinks Ensign's a little bit of a station. Maybe he would. Maybe. Still, that's ambitious. Yep. So then you're down to like maybe Gary had the gut shots. Maybe Gary had Queen 10 or Jack 10. Okay. And can call with that. Maybe that's, he has Ace 10 with the Ace of Clubs. He got okay. the turn there. Yeah. But that's all very ambitious to hope that he has one of those types of hands. And he still has hands. to call. Yeah. Which he may not do after we call the turn and then we lead the river. Like, what are we supposed to have? Yeah. I don't know about this as a bet. It seems bad. It seems pretty bad. It seems really like I'd be really worried that a 10 is just going to throw their hand away. Because why would a worse hand that can call the turn bet? Yeah. Now, I think I, I remember having this initial thought of this seems bad when Ensign bet. But then the next thing happened, which took over yeah. every thought. So many things happen in this hand right away that are All like, right, I'll whoa, tell, whoa, whoa. I'll tell you what happened, and then we'll go back and, and talk about it. So Gary decides to raise as a bluff to $24.5 million, Yeah. And Ensign snap calls. Yeah. Snap calls. And so because he snap called, it made me immediately turn off the this was bad thing because yeah. it looked like, wow, he was trying to induce. I mean, so it's like, whoa, that was awesome. Yeah. But is that the case? Like, was that awesome is what we should be figuring out? Because as we've broken down the bet itself, it doesn't feel like a very good blocker bet. But obviously, he's not playing it as a blocker bet. He's calling the race. Right. He's not playing it right. He's playing as blocker slash in induction kind of a thing. Okay, so let's let's go this let's do this chronologically though. So we don't like this bet by Ensan. No, I think that's correct. I don't like it either. Even though it clearly is going to work out really well for him, he's going to make way more chips. Like if if he checks, probably Gates checks back and he wins a small pot instead of yeah. winning this much bigger pot, which he ends up winning. Fine, but it doesn't mean this is a good bet. What do we think about Gates's raise? Now let's not worry about. Let's not get caught up in the results of it. What do we think about the raise? Okay, let's first consider our hand strength. We have Ace Ten, top kicker for the rivered Ten, which is now second pair. Yeah, Gates deciding this hand isn't good enough. Yeah. to hero with. Yeah, let's think about that. Uh, is that true? Is it not good enough to hero with? It might not be. It's close, right? Yeah. Like what is Ensign? This is what I asked just before when we were talking about Ensign's bet. Like what is Ensign betting? That's worse than this. Well, it's hard to come up with much. Yeah, I mean, so Queen Jack got there as yep. one of the gut shots. Yep. Ensign is very unlikely to be betting Queen 10 or Jack 10. He only has Queen Jack with a club in his hand, but he could have that. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. Have... Jack 10 or Queen 10 seems really unlikely based on what we were talking about. The other flop gut shots are like 6 9. I guess Ensign could decide that he wants to bluff with 6 9. 
Because isn't this was oh a six on the turn right? Yeah. So he has a pair. Yeah. But he could decide to bluff it. Weird. But maybe. But then you can. Okay, so maybe that's a hand we're beating. Seven nine got there. We can't yep. beat seven nine. That's a straight. Uh, five seven, I guess, was a gut shot on the flop. That's now just a pair of fives. It was a, no, it was a pair of fives on the flop. Turn to gutter. Oh, turn to gutter. That's what it is. Maybe you could have that and turn that into a bluff. Okay, so he may have a few fives and sixes that he turns into a bluff. Yeah. Maybe. But he's bluffing really small. Yeah, 8.9 into 20. So may, maybe. Maybe that's a bluff, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, but more likely, he's got better hands than that, right? Like, when he bets this much after this, the way it's playing out, it feels like he's got a reasonable hand. It's just a weird line. Ace, Ace, I wouldn't think Ace-10 is good. Like, my snap my snap thing, I've sort, we've all been in this spot a million times, right? Like, in this kind of a spot, I feel like it's Ace-10 almost never good. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Obviously, it can be good once in a while. But. It's such a weird line from Ensan. Like, what is he supposed to have? You could sort of see this as like um, the just-in-case raise. You know, that Gary Gates like, well, sometimes I'm winning right now and raising is the same, but once in a while I can fold out a better hand, and that's pretty cool. Of course, the problem is a lot of the better hands may not fold. I don't know. What does a straight do if you raise? What does Queen Jack do? Yeah, I don't know. I think my my thought is that Gates is targeting two-pair when he raises here. Like, two-pair feels like the most natural type of hand for Ensign to play this way throughout the hand. Like he turns two pair or rivers two pair. Or yeah, either like turn that, or yeah. river two pair. Probably not flop, but turn or river. Yeah, because the club comes in and the straight comes in, so you don't want to raise the turn. And then on the river, you're blocking. It makes more sense than king nine to me, at least. Yeah, king nine is really a strange decision here. Okay, well, you might get ensign to fold two pair. I mean, it's a scary board. You went bet bet, and now you're raising the river. I mean, that looks pretty believable to me. What do you think about Gates's sizing? Makes it twenty four point five over eight point nine. It was twenty seven million in the pot before yeah. Ensign even bet. Should he go bigger? I mean, he's telling a better story by sizing it this way. I'll say that. I suppose he is, um, but he may get less folds from the two pairs and straights and stuff that he may be targeting. Um, but the, if they're inclined to think about it, they're going to be like, "Why isn't he making it? Why wouldn't a bluff make it bigger? Like it really looks like he's trying to get." The full amount here. Well, apparently Ensign didn't think that. Nope. Snap called with call. the king. I know. All right. So what is Gary repping? Let's go to that. Because now we're Ensign. We've bet our king nine for some reason or other. And Gary raises. Do you think Gary can have a straight or just flushes? I'm ruling out two pair. I don't think he's doing it with two pair. Me too. Um, I think he can have straights. Ensign bets small. He didn't raise the turn. I think this is one of those you're going to have to raise fold a straight against Ensign here. Oh, of course. But we're not really worried about getting bluffed there. I don't think he's going to three-bet the river as a bluff almost ever in this spot. I'm not too worried about it. Um, so I think we can raise queen-jack here. Okay. I feel pretty comfortable with that. How about you? I'd rather have a club in my hand, too. I probably do if I bet the turn, though. I guess, yeah, you could raise queen-jack or 7-9. I feel better about queen-jack than 7-9, but either one. And then any flush. Yeah. He bet too small not to raise these hands. These hands are a little too good not to get a little more value from him, I think. All right, so that's the entirety of Gary's range there. Straights and flushes. For value, of course. Yeah. Um, if he had a set, let's just have that quick conversation. If he has a, like a set of kings, which he can absolutely have, is he going to raise that? I don't know. A blocking bet is pretty obviously a blocking bet. It's close. At the same point, what are we trying to get it to call us now? We need two pair to call us. It's possible. Is he going to call with two pair? I don't even know. 
Well, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Right, but Gary's clearly targeting two pair when he's raising, yeah. right, to fold. So he thinks uh, two pair is going to fold a lot to his race. He hopes. Well, yeah, but yeah. he wouldn't do it if he didn't think this was going to work a right. reasonable amount of the time. Yeah, I wonder if Gary made a sizing mistake here a little bit. I think he should make it like 40. 35, maybe. Yeah, just put a little more pressure on it. 40 is a little bit. It's still, it's still a fine story when you make it 35. You still have the nuts. It is. Also, because Anson, as you were sort of pointing out, bet really small on this river, you can be like, well, I'm not going to let you devalue my, the, the full value of yeah. my, what I'm supposed to get here because you bet small. Like, right. I'm going to make it the normal, the, the amount I would actually be able to raise if you bet normal. Like, yeah. And it's your problem, not mine. Yeah. So like, I feel like if you're I, calling, you're calling anyway. I'm going to make it 12 million more or whatever. Yeah. I feel like 35 is better than 24.5 here. I think it's going to get more folds. Um, it probably is going to get a few more folds. Will it get a fold from this hand? I'm going to guess it won't because Ensign snapped. Yeah, called. he did snap call. Um, okay, so let's let's just. I feel like I want to talk about Ensign snap call. Okay, so we've sort of gone into Gary's thing. Ultimately, we think this is. I don't know if this is a good race. I don't know either. Like, I don't maybe, hate maybe, it though. Maybe Gary should just fold. Yeah, I think I I think I prefer a fold. I will say I think I like a race better than a call when Ensign blocks here. But I think I like a fold better. I think I do too. Okay. But let's talk about this snap call. Okay. So this is what you love. You love that he had a plan, right? Ensign had a plan. I do love that. So that's cool. It is cool. So I guess Ensign... Maybe he was inducing. It seems like he was. Ensign thinks that Gary's going to like pounce on this line so much that he can profitably bet call King nine, I guess, which is like Gary do this. It's like crazy exploitative. And also really, really, you have to trust yourself to, to make that decision. Maybe he knows things like maybe he's seen how little Gary's raised the river over the last few days, like maybe zero or something yeah. like that. So he's like, you're, if you raise, you're just so free. And he maybe seen him raise, maybe he's seen him raise the river and like not have it a few times, like attacking a line like this and also seen him not raise the river for value. So he's like, I've set the line up so like when you when you raise here, it's almost always a bluff because you don't raise for value. Like you kind of have to have the nuts to raise me here. If Gary has to have the nuts to raise, then I guess it's a good call. Yeah, but I don't know if that's true. I don't see why that would be true. Gary but is maybe com- it's true. Gary is completely uncapped here, which is yep. in Gary's favor. Yep, I like that Gary has a club in his hand too when he does this, and a ten, by the way. Well, not a ten. Ten actually doesn't help him, but um, having a club in his hand is good. At least. I mean, like from a game three perspective, what Ensign has done here is is real bad. Yep, it's like. He doesn't have any blockers to anything significant. I guess he blocks 9-7, but who cares? It's not a big deal. He has very low in his distribution for what he should be taking this line with for for any sort of value-y type line. Um, Yeah. He might have the literal nut bottom of his distribution for taking a line like this. (sighs) He really might. That may be the... the, Maybe he's doing it with other kings, too. Maybe. It's okay. If he doesn't have a live tell on this guy or really good historical information on this guy, this is just a bad play, right? Yeah. Now, also, Gary Gates, not the guy who I would think would be all like bluff raising the river in the main event with five left. Like, one of the things we've talked about many times, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show too much, but in general, I know we've talked to people about and ourselves and things, is when our friend Mitch Towner was at the final table of the monster stack, and there were still nine players left. He played a hand where he was blind versus blind. It doesn't really matter what, was, what happened in the hand so much as it went check, check on the flop after the small blind had raised to Mitch's big blind pre. Um, the small blind um, bet two blinds on the turn, Mitch called. Small blind bet like 
four blinds on the river, something super small again. Mitch raised, and the guy called and lost because Mitch made two pair. Um, and the thing we talked a lot about, especially to Wonka, actually, who was sort of defending this guy's snap call of the race, the guy at top pair, um, was that that was literally the only river raise of the entire final table. Like, yep. people don't raise the river very often as a bluff, especially as the stakes get higher and higher. Maybe Patrick Antonius does. Yeah, but, but especially in spots where, like, most of the people haven't played where the stakes exactly. are that high. It's, like, normal humans yeah. don't do that almost ever. They're, and that's the main event final table, of course. Yeah, and, like, maybe Ensan is a guy who might, and Dario San Martino are guys who are slight candidates, but I don't know if they ever raised the river as a bluff yeah. the entire final table. How many other bluff raises of the river did we see the entire final table? I'm going to say zero. I can't recall off the top of my head any. I don't know if there were any river raises at the final table besides that one. There may have been. I can't remember, but nothing stands out. I mean, a river raise is unbelievably rare, and when it happens, it's almost always value. So... I don't understand how Ensign can call here is what I'm getting at. Like, it seems kind of crazy, short of historical information or a live tell that is very reliable. Yeah, I think my sense of Ensign as we watched the final table was that he's a guy who really values a lot, like, how he perceives the way the table is feeling and thinking and just kind of like the meta feel of the table in general. Yeah. And he might have just felt like the, that was the prime time for, for Gates to be bluffing just based on, like, how their interactions had been going and, and how... The I mean, table had been playing. But I, we had been watching the table, and there wasn't anything that led me to think that. And no, we were all shocked. Yeah. Right? I mean, it yeah. wasn't like, yeah, 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 we saw that coming. I didn't see that coming in any way, shape, or form. We hadn't seen Gates get out of line in any real obvious way. No, I mean, from a technical perspective, this is a clearly a mistake for Mensan. But, and it's, it's possibly just clicking buttons, and Heralbus is right, and he's a payoff wizard, and he just, you know, gets to be right sometimes. But overall, it's a losing proposition. I mean, it may be a losing proposition, but since he won $10 million, I'm going to say for him, it's probably ended up being, like, not just for this tournament, but for, for his lifetime. life. Yeah. Lifetime, he's probably going to be a winner. Probably already was, but is almost certainly a winner now. Lifetime, and probably will continue to be as a result just of this score. Also, he seems to be pretty good. Yeah, he like, does. He's maybe a little too spewy here and there, but, you know, if you're going to do something wrong, being a little aggressively spewy is probably the best mistake you can make in poker, you know? Yeah, I mean, being unbluffable is... Is I guess it's okay if you're the guy with all the chips in the world and people are trying to bluff you. As long as they keep trying to bluff you, it's yeah. great. You yeah, know? but honestly, like I don't think you should be unbluffable here. I think. Yeah. I think maybe Gates should not have done this. Uh, this might not have been a good time to raise, and if he did raise, I think maybe he should have gone a little bit bigger. That said, it still should have worked. It still should have worked. It yeah. really should have worked, but it did not. And Gary Gates did end up getting fourth for three million, so that's great for him. Yeah. You know, huge score, but Ensign, of course, first for ten. And the five hundred k bracelet. Oh, yeah, the bracelet's worth 500K, which I mean, is so stupid. But insane. Who cares? Like, give people, just put that money out there in the pool, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, stop raking so much to make a 500K <laughs> bracelet. <laughs> 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 you <laughs> bastards. Insane. insane.